I uh, preached a sermon about the gospel and uh, the gospel for the world, that the gospel is like a virus and it wants to spread. I thought that was witty. And then I realized once the lockdowns happened, I was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> that wasn't, I, oh, no. That wasn't the best uh, uh, sermon illustration. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the PonderCast, where it's okay to think differently about the Bible and theology. Let's get pondering. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the PonderCast. I'm your host, Drew Petker, and joined with me once again is Perry Siddons. How are you doing, Perry? <laughs> oh, I'm good. It is so good to be back recording with you, Drew. It's been too long. And I was starting to miss it and yeah. uh, starting to get out of my routine of our Thursday morning podcast recording. Yeah. Coffee and podcast, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's uh no, it's good to be back. I mean, not that, not that uh, your episode with Marty or Lapine or Jordan Lapine where it wasn't good. You did a really good job with Marty there. That sounds a really good conversation. You guys oh, had, thank by you. The way. Um, yeah, not that, that those was, were bad. Uh, enjoyable. It's just, yeah. Not that those were bad. This was just kind of nice to kind of, get back to some regularity right mm-hmm. yeah i really enjoyed your guys' conversation yep. it was good That's um, good so to catch everyone up you kind of touched on it in your episode there but uh public news <laughs> is that is that perry's engaged yes i am Woo! i figure we hadn't we hadn't said anything on the ponder cast about it but what, what's going on we're dropping the ball here this is big news yeah yeah yeah, my fiance was giving me crap about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, now now it's out there, and I said it. Not even now. You. Now she's gonna. Now she's gonna make me more crap for saying that. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whatever. I love you so much, Andrea. There you go. That'll that'll make up for it. There. There you go. You saved yourself. Good yep. work. Well done. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yep. a, that's big stuff. Hey. Oh, it is especially, especially it in this definitely in this especially in this day and age. Hey, like what? Mm. How are you supposed to plan a wedding with COVID? Right? I think that's yeah. Well, we're pioneers for the new age of weddings. Oh yeah, we're never going to go back. We're never going back probably to being able to touch each other as a as a society or breathe on each other as a society, which is something I'm going to miss deeply. Is being able to breathe creepily into people's ears and i don't want to transmit diseases okay well i'm just gonna get off that topic here <laughs> another news we reached the furthest parts of the world australia we had a mm. listener in australia and yes Spain. yeah that was i saw <laughs> that the other day yeah <laughs> well that was something else australia is not much further away from Saskatchewan than Australia. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I'm sure someone just accidentally clicked on it. But hey, listener's a listener, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we are thankful for you in Australia that are listening to us. We are appreciative. <laughs> I think somebody just changed your IP address to Australia just to make us feel good about ourselves. Just messing with us. They listened to it once with mm-hmm. us from Australia, then once from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> and it still says we have listeners from England. I don't know if that's still true, but uh 
Who knows? Hey, we're we're expanding slowly but surely. Well, we're just we're, like just like a virus. Just like a virus. Wow. Way to put a negative spin on that. Way to go. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh, you know, back in uh, back in January when the coronavirus coronavirus was kind of it was uh, you know i knew about it but it was small it was a chinese thing so i sp- i had a sermon <laughs> i uh, preached a sermon about the gospel and uh the gospel for the world that the gospel is like the virus and it wants to spread i thought that was witty and then i realized once the lockdowns happened i was like oh Ooh, <laughs> that wasn't. I, oh no, that wasn't the best uh, uh, sermon illustration. Well, maybe it was, just maybe not the good right timing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect thing, bad timing. That yeah, a, that's a yeah, pretty exactly. good illustration. Yeah. Well, for today, we don't have a, a specific topic we want to talk about, but rather kind of see what we missed in the last couple episodes. I don't, have you been having conversations with people from our past episodes? Um, you know, the last few or even further ones, have you been having conversations with people about rebuttals or what people think or um, where we messed up or anything like that? Oh yeah. But I can't remember anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've had some good, uh, good comments from people. Well, that's good. No, I just thought we could take a look back and see what, uh, I don't know, the different things that we missed, I guess, or things we thought were interesting. Like, for instance, like one thing that I thought was, it was almost a little frustrating for me, actually, to be honest, because I, I, uh, we recorded that episode, Where Did Jesus Go When He Died? I think it was our second episode. And like a week later, I thought to myself, I was still pondering it. And I thought, why do I have a problem? Except where I landed was Jesus couldn't mm. go to hell. He, there's no, it doesn't make mm. any sense. And then I was thinking about like a week later, I was like, why do I think that? That makes no, like there's no, mm. what is, what's my reason for not wanting that to be true? And like, after thinking about it, I think most mm. of it was, I just want to disagree with Perry on this one. Like, I, think, <laughs> I honestly think that was where my, mod, my, mo, my motive was. And so I was like, oh, Maybe I don't really have a problem with saying Jesus went to hell when he died. I don't, I don't like now. I don't think I do. Like it's, oh, it's fine. So that was something I thought was really kind of, but it was frustrating mm-hmm. because we had already recorded it, and so I couldn't change. <laughs> we had recorded it, but we hadn't produced it yet, so it wasn't actually out for people mm-hmm. to listen to. So I was like, ah, oh, I want to change it, but I can't now because that was what I honestly felt. And we recorded that one twice already, so I figured I'm not going to record it again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that was that was the one we recorded once, so, a whole thing, and then it. Yeah, I remember yeah. what happened. We had to redo it or something. Great. The the sound quality was terrible. Yeah, so we had to do it again. This is what we go through so, on the Pondercast, just for you people, just so you know. Like, <laughs> we record things twice. What did you change your mind, or what? What made you change your mind, or where did you land differently on that particular topic? Well, I think. I think it started just by thinking, why, why do I have a problem with it? Like what, it does just rub me the wrong way because of um, what I'm used to or what I think. Like God is in heaven, Satan's in hell. That, that's just kind of how I, I always thought about it. And then I think just pondering on what you were saying, 
about how th- that God wasn't like because Jesus on the cross says he went to, he'll be with me in paradise to this to the person and just the idea like the idea can be in two places at once and I remember talking about that I don't know if I remember bringing that up or not yeah but I was just thinking what why do I have a problem with Jesus going to hell what what is my problem with it and I couldn't think of one I couldn't mm-hmm. think of a legitimate reason why it's like this is not right I could take scripture and kind of apply it in a different way and that kind of sounds really liberalistic, but do you I mean you could, you can take scripture and argue for the fact that, well, no, Jesus couldn't have went to hell, but you can do just the same thing. He did go to hell. So I found myself kind of in the middle spot and I thought, I feel like I don't really have a problem with saying he went to hell anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. Yeah. My mind just kind of changed as I kept thinking about throughout the week, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's uh, that's cool because uh, it's kind of uh, goes along with our mission of thinking. Well, yeah. So I mean, it worked. Uh, it worked. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it worked for me. Hopefully it works for other people. Maybe I'm just the only one, but whatever. Well, and uh, this, that's uh, what we want to do here is start conversations, mm-hmm. let people think about things and be willing to, come back to these topics if if people want yeah uh you know the big thing that the the thing that came to my mind i got feedback on was uh should we ask jesus into our heart that episode Mm, and people people that agreed with me there were people that agreed with us i should say that uh it's okay to use the term but we have to understand what it means uh, we have to understand that that salvation, that discipleship, that following Jesus is more than just that act. It's a it's a daily lifestyle. One of the things that somebody said to me, and I do well, I would like to talk to them more about this because I wasn't totally sure by what they meant. That they thought I was saying some kind of works righteousness kind of thing, works salvation, which is to- totally not what I was trying to say. Right. I don't know where this person got that from, and I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, mocking them for that. I'm just uh, curious. My thinking might be is when I said that we are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. I don't know if that's where they thought that's where I got that from, but what I was, but I wasn't trying to say that it's works righteousness. It's um, we're not saved by our works is not what i was saying but we have to be obedient to jesus that's the part that's part of following following jesus and that's what we were trying to say against uh should we ask jesus into our heart is right. it's not a one time it's not that one time thing it's about being obedient being obedient is not earning your salvation being obedient is following jesus yeah yeah uh, what he calls us to do is hmm. uh is obedience and really what paul says I'm going to Paul here in particular. The way he talks is if you're not if you're not showing fruits of righteousness, then you should probably question your salvation. And and so that's uh, you know, he's not saying, Oh, you're not saved. He's not judging people, he's not condemning people, but he's almost like, if you're a baptized believer, uh, and you're not showing fruits that are in line with Jesus, then you might not be a Christian. You know, that's just that's what we see in the new in the New Testament, uh, in my opinion, anyways. 
Yeah. I mean, that. I think that's there. I want to do an episode later on sanctification because I feel like. Yes, we should. There's a lot there. And I feel like. Oh, absolutely. It's really, sanctification is really weird. It's almost like a bell curve, I find. Like when you're a child, it's like you mm. can't do anything wrong because you're ignorant towards it. And then when you're middle-aged, it's like that's when you're your worst. And when you're old, you can't do anything wrong either because you're ignorant to it. Or you live long enough and don't do anything bad, right? Like there's there's kind of this weird dilemma and spectrum where we think the middle grounds where you're like the least sanctified, whereas actually where you should be the most sanctified if that makes any sense and i had a lot of thoughts on it kind of this past week but anyways we should do an episode on it uh, not that that's right the bell curve i'm just saying that that's kind of what the mentality is almost in society is just Mm. you should Mm. be your worst Mm -hmm. when you're middle-aged because (laughs) that's just when you should be your worst whereas that should actually be where you're continually being sanctified Mm. anyways right right have a topic and i mean that's uh when we are obedient is when we grow. And this, like, this is going back, back to that topic of should we ask Jesus into our heart? Yes, we can. But it's not just that one. It's just going back to what we're saying. It's this organic thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a process, but we're not earning anything. You know, yeah. if you say, you know, if you say anything about doing, you know, if, if evangelicals hear that we're doing, <gasps> then that's uh, works righteousness, you know, and okay, I am mocking now, but I'm so I apologize for that, but I'm doing it to make a point that there. And it's okay. If you're doing it to make a point that the new Testament says you have to do to show your allegiance. Right. So, right. And that's just leave it there for well, now. and James. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it there. That's fine. Um, I was talking to a, a friend the other day, actually, this is a while ago, a couple months back when our, we did our predestination episode. I got a lot of feedback from that mm. one. Did you get a lot of that from that? <laughs> Not really, actually. Oh man. I had lots of conversations. I mean, and all good people just kind of either disagreeing or giving their view on it. Like there's lots of different mm. views mm-hmm. on them. And one person actually said something interesting. They said, we didn't, uh, look at the Greek words for predestination and election. And I thought I never, mm. I never thought about that, having that like looking into that in the converse during a conversation, like if it, if it was a different thing, and I was thinking that'd be kind of an interesting, I mean, we don't have time to do it today, but it was just an interesting conversation to have with that person. Cause I thought, I don't know that the word predestined could have meant something different in Greek than we kind of, fully interpret it now but i mean i don't know how much different it is do i think it is pretty yeah, similar what, what were they what were they looking for with well i think that i think the idea of predestined in our day and age and our i mean in most theological discussions is always um what god had ordained before like kind of what he has ordained to happen Whereas I think by looking at some of these different, um, these different kind of not translation, but definitions of the word, it, it kind of changes and alters what it is, I guess. Like above can mean the authority rather than actually um, ordained things to happen because authority over what's ha- is happening, which might be different. Mm. You mean, and there, there's a whole study to be done there and 
but it was just an interesting kind of conversation piece to have just the idea mm. of looking into the the greek words i, th- I thought it was an interesting point mm-hmm. that right. you can't and cover that push. you can't well that you can't cover in a one hour episode of talking about it right i mean if you read a 50 page paper you could talk about it kind of thing <laughs> well i'll push back a little bit yeah by saying it. There is there are the Greek words, and usually, uh, the English translations usually translate it pretty accurately. Uh, so there, there's the Greek word. So I hate it when preachers are like, the Greek word for bread literally means bread. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. Good job. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I'm mocking again. I'm a I'm a yeah. bad person. Okay. Anyways. My my point is, uh, you have the Greek word, but then there's also what is what is the theological significance behind that word? What is what is what is the the actual reasoning behind that word? And again, that could be a whole other topic because there's. I say this hesitantly, and I don't know too much about this, but I've read about it. I've been in some classes that have talked about this. It's called the speech act theory. And that would be yeah. an interesting, that would actually be an, an interesting conversation to have. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, if you want to look that up, Drew, okay. our listeners want to look that up. It's a really interesting uh, way that people kind of interpret and, and try to help us understand how the, you know, the Bible is a speech act theory. And I'm not even going to try and explain it. Can you, can you give us a tease of it? Like I, what, like a little bit of a. Okay. This is my hesitant understanding of it you have the you have a word uh say you know if i say you're so smart true okay the literal meaning the literal meaning of that is you're smart you are a smart person but if you understand my tone you understand what i'm actually trying to do with that you know oh the tone is sarcastic uh, then I'm not. I'm being sarcastic about you being smart. So I'm actually mocking you. I'm actually putting you down. That's right. a, and I and I think you are smart. Oh, and I'm just using that. I'm just using that as an example of. Th- those aren't the technical terms, but that's essentially what's going. Like that's kind of what that means by the speech act theory. Right. Is that you have you have a phrase, but you have to really understand what the author is meaning by that phrase. Uh, and even like the son of man literally means human being, but there's right. the, 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 when you kind of, when you, when you understand what Jesus is actually using by that term, there's a lot more meaning to it than just human being. Right. Yeah. So uh, that could be a really interesting t- conversation to have actually. And that's, and it's important in this kind of conversation, when you say, let's look up the Greek. Right. Um, and, and I don't want to, and I'm not saying that's a, you know, they shouldn't have said that. No, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. No, go I, back to what the, go, go back to what the text says, but always have in mind, in my opinion, always have in mind, uh, what is the theological significance here? Right. Yeah. No. And that, that's a good point to make. I just thought it was really interesting that we missed that. And if this is going to be hmm. titled, what did we miss? I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that episode has the uh, one of the most, uh, it's the most listened to, is our one on predestination. 
Yeah. So we, we appreciate it's a, it, it's everyone. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a controversial subject. Yeah. I don't really know. People, people were, people been kind sending feedback. Um, mm-hmm. I got some good, good stuff on the conversation with Marty, some good feedback on that. People really appreciated what we had yeah. to say about that, that, that the kingdom is more than just uh, justification. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's more than just justification. Mm-hmm. It's more than just um, a personal salvation. It's, yeah. it's much more, you know, the kingdom yeah. is about the victory of God. Yeah. I got some good, I got some good feedback on that. People seem to enjoy that. And uh, it's, uh, it's a, hopefully something that we can explore some more later on. And I, you know, it was great to have Marty. I love Marty. Yeah. You guys knocked and, it out uh, of the like park. I, that was good. <laughs> oh, thanks. oh, what a gong show it was trying to get that going because the weather knocked out my internet and, uh, and then trying to edit it was just crazy. So I was thankful that it came together and Marty is just a great guy to talk to. Um, yeah. And that laugh, that laugh. Oh, if, if you haven't listened to just, that episode yet, go and listen just for his laugh. It's, it's great. He's, he's such a character. Hey, he's, he's yeah, a he very is. cool guy. I like how he made some jokes at you and you just didn't get them at all. Like you just kept talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been my, uh, I've been like when, very slow lately. <laughs> like when you said, uh, yeah, I'll eat anything that's put in front of me. And he says, you're on a seafood diet. And you just kept talking. You didn't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, when I was editing, I finally understood. And I was like, oh, my goodness. What an he idiot made, I am. He made some pretty funny jokes there. So if you want some good good humor, <laughs> listen to that one. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that was a really good episode. You did really good. Well done. Hey, what, el- what else have we talked about? I need to look it up. What else I'm have we talked about? Blank. Well, yeah. one we one that we talked about that I thought I'd just bring up just so everyone has a better understand. Well, we kind of talked about on on the episode, but the the thousand years and the numbers episode, mm. how we said we're not going to talk about this. Like we, before we recorded, we said we're just going to leave that for another time, and then you went ahead and brought it up, and then you put it on the <laughs> conversation. What does that? I was like that had nothing to do with the episode. But it was still still a good conversation on the Facebook page as far as I had no idea there's a strand, I don't know if a strand is the right word, of premillennials that don't believe in the thousand, like that was kind of a mm-hmm. new, sorry, don't believe in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. That was a new kind of idea. Like I'd never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. I thought premillennial, yeah, you believe in the thousand years, but that was kind of interesting for sure. And I liked what mm-hmm. uh, another comment said that the genre matters. Do you mean we have to look at the genre, the context of all numbers to get an understanding mm-hmm. of what we're actually reading. I thought that was a very good point to make too in that conversation mm-hmm. because it does matter. The genre is of most importance, right? Of, of what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially with revelation, uh, it's so symbolic and I'm writing, I'm working on an assignment right now for a class on revelation. I took a few weeks ago and the assignment is in Revelation 12. It has to do with the church uh, being persecuted and they're being right. protected in the wilderness for 1,296 days. Well, that's a very precise number. But right. the point of those numbers, this is what my teacher said anyways, uh, my professor, which was uh, Tremper Longman. 
Um, he said that, uh, you know, I just had to get that name drop in there. Right. Uh, yeah. He said credit that, where credit's uh, due. Yeah. <laughs> um, those numbers in Revelation, those kind of numbers anyways, signify that there's a limit. There's, there's a limit to uh, persecution. There's a limit to Satan's authority on earth. And that's kind of what those numbers indicate. It's not that they're to be taken literally. It's, you know, but it does seem weird that these numbers, like 1,296 days, like that is so precise and yet yeah. it's so symbolic. You know, it's so interesting uh, that it is like that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to revisit Revelation, I think, mm-hmm, for a future mm-hmm. episode and kind of. <laughs> trying to make some sense of it i think yeah if we can do that well i think uh i think we should come back to this uh these topics that you did with uh, mr lapine oh yeah well uh, what one before we get to those ones i have one more thing i want to say we did get a comment okay. about uh our episode of the wrath of god in the old testament and a future episode mm-hmm. might have to be war uh holy war in the old testament because we can't we touched on it but i don't we kind of focused on specific stories when talking about the wrath of god and so I think we might have to do a future episode of Holy War. How do we deal with it? What what do we do? Do we just rip those pages out of our Bible? Do we sharpen mm-hmm. them out? Do we read them? What understanding? <laughs> so I think that might be a future episode, but that was some feedback we got from that one, mm-hmm. well, which we missed. We missed we missed talking about Holy War. But in our defense, we didn't really have all of eternity to record and talk about it. So it's it's a really hard topic. Oh yeah, and it needs to be addressed carefully, and it needs to be addressed well. Yeah. In my revelation class, again with Tremper Longman, the reason I bring up his name because he is actually an Old Testament scholar, and right. for some reason at the beginning of the class, I guess at the beginning of the class he mentioned one of his books, and he really wanted to touch on Holy War and Revelation, which he didn't have much time to, so he didn't really get to. But anyways, he. He mentioned a book at the beginning called Confronting Old Testament Controversies. So that might be something that if people are interested, I'll bring that up now. I haven't read it, uh, but that might be something that we could uh, bring into this conversation mm-hmm. is uh, Confronting Old Testament Controversies by Tremper Longman. But I mean, there's there's all sorts of uh, different views out there. It would be so, it would be great to be able to interact with all the different views but uh you know time just that might be like in two years by the time if if we uh, actually read all the books and interact with all the people that have said anything about holy war um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think the biggest thing that comes out of it is does god ordain or permit holy war now you know because mm. there was the crusades right yeah the crusades the, would be the biggest the cru- yeah the Crusades is such a black mark on Christian history, you know, things yeah. like that. And even, you know, should we go to war in the name of God? You know, the, the, I think that's where the, the, the issue comes up the most is, do we, do we go to war in the name of God? Right. And, and, and if we do, is God a monster then? Like, is God this, right. this monster, yeah. which is the biggest criticism that God gets? And so yeah. those are issues to be to be wrestled with no i agree yeah and that yeah i think that's a good a good episode for later <laughs> down the road like you said a year maybe away so we can actually do some good studying on it well do you want to talk about uh my and lapine's episodes there jordan's episodes sorry <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I enjoyed them. Uh, I figured you'd have a lot to say about them because, I mean, you kind of have a different view on, not a different view than us, but uh, I thought you'd have something to say about it. I thought you guys were a lot more in line with me than I thought you would be. That's because we're scared of you. So, oh, yeah. We didn't want to upset sure. Perry. You know what I enjoyed about the baptism one where Lapine was, or Jordan, uh, where Jordan was so, he was just like, he was so hesitant to say that he believes in believer's baptism. And I thought, anywhere I go, it's never like that. It's, it's always like people are like, it's believer's baptism or it's hell. No, that's not what they say, but it's like, <laughs> it's believer's baptism or it's nothing. Right. And so uh, uh, I just thought that was so funny. Anyways, um, he did come out at the end and say that he believes in, uh, in believer's baptism. Apparently it's black and white. But anyways... Uh, no, 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 time out. You're you're pulling him out of context. There. I gotta defend. I gotta defend Jordan here. He was saying that if you are a believer and you had not been baptized, scripture clearly says you oh. need to be baptized. Oh, I see. He wasn't I saying see. believers' baptism is black and white. He was saying if you are a believer and you have not been baptized, you need to be mm. baptized. Which which I agree okay. with 100. percent I would back him up yes. on that 100. percent If you have not, thank been baptized, you for that. Thank you. He was thank not you for saying that clarification. Believer's baptism is black and white because because why would we have the conversation if it was black and white? You mean if it was very clear in scripture? What? Well, I know, I know, and would, I'm not offended. I'm not okay. offended if he well, says I, it's I just, bla- if, if it's black and white. I, I think just, it was just uh, I just I'm just poking fun at him. Okay, uh, and you can do that because you're because I love you. I love you, Jordan Lapine. Right, you know that. <laughs> right. No, and I I thought it was uh I thought you had made some good points. I mean, as far as the same. It can be the same as asking Jesus into your heart if you're infant baptized. Like I thought that was a very mm-hmm. good point. That mm-hmm. is this your justification? Is this your salvation? Like is this what you're doing? And you receive salvation, and then you're mm-hmm. you're saved. I mean, I think there is a danger in it, but I'm still kind of figuring out where I stand on it. Mm-hmm. Like I was amazed how much my mind changed from going into it from coming out of that episode. I was like, ah, dang it! I thought I had it figured, and now I'm just <laughs> worse off. I went backwards in my theology somehow. Uh, yeah it was kind of funny yeah one of the things that i thought about was both it was just interesting that you that you talked about the two sacraments uh, and that you guys were you, you guys said that they were sacraments right and you talked about the sacramental nature of communion but you didn't talk about the sacramental nature of baptism uh you talked about baptism like it's an ordinance uh and what i mean by that is that mm-hmm. The reason that it's called a sacrament is that it's uh, it's uh, that there's something that it's uh, pointing it's pointing us to something uh, invisible. It's an invisible grace, but it's a it's a physical reality. Physical reality pointing us to a spiritual grace. So right. then, my question for uh, is, it would have been it would have been interesting to hear you guys talk about what what is the spiritual nature of baptism. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where, uh, of course, those who believe in baptismal regeneration say that the sacramental nature of baptism is that original sin is washed away, and uh, this this child is now regenerate. This child is a child of God. Right. And uh, I have a hard time with that, obviously, and uh, so I land more 
in the reformed camp on that one uh, where it says that grace is conveyed there is a washing of sin right. communicated in baptism but it not it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily happen at the time of baptism um, and so you know that's something that I wrestle with as well when is because grace, I believe that grace is conveyed through baptism, that there's a spirituality conveyed through baptism. Right. But when is it, when does it, um, when does that come about? When does the whole, you know, it's a, it's a mysterious thing that the Holy Spirit uses. And uh, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, oh, it's, you know, it's so easy to say, yes, their sins are washed away. It just seems like that's so easy. That's so easy to stand on. Uh, but it's also like, I agree with, with what somebody said to me. How can we say that a child is regenerate? How can we say that? But the um, only problem, the only problem with that is that you believe in infant. That's not a problem if you believe in believer's baptism because you're choosing to do this. And exactly. And so that, it's only a problem if you believe or subscribe. I don't know what the right word is to infant baptism. It's not a problem for believer's baptists. I mean, and maybe there's... There's the solution, Perry. Just just uh, get rid of the infant Baptist theology, <laughs> infant baptism theology. But no, that's a, that is a good point. Like, where, when does this grace wash over? Uh, and I think Lapine Jordan. We could call him Lapine because we call him as friend, but uh, I think uh, Jordan kind of mentioned it when we kind of talked about the idea of circumcision, how it's the shedding of your sins kind of idea. And I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have done more to hash that up and kind of talk about what well, what is baptism then, right? Being is is it receiving this grace and how does that interact with infant baptism? But yeah, I don't mm. know. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Those two topics? No, I'm I'm good. Oh, one one I was going to mention is that we uh we mentioned it's funny when I talked to you after we did that episode on communion, and you're like, you guys. We're talking about the spiritual view, but you never said the spiritual view of communion. And I was like, oh, we were both talking about it. I think that's what we both meant, <laughs> but we never actually said this is the spiritual view of communion, the idea that it's a middle ground between a symbol and, and consubstantiation. And we never, we never actually mentioned that, so that was our bad. That's what we missed on that one for sure. I don't know if it's in between symbol and consubstantiation. It's actually probably in between symbol and transubstantiation. Correct. That Christ is actually present, mysteriously spiritually right. in in the elements that we are actually that we are spiritually receiving the body and blood of Jesus. Right. So um, I mean, it's so convoluted. Like, I like how the uh, obviously I like how the Anglican Prayer Book puts it. Yeah, of course you do. That, Which uh, is okay. You know, That's it's <laughs> the way that, and, and I know that there are some in the Anglican Church that would disagree with me on on this. But I think I'm safe to say that the Anglican prayer book is much more unifying because it, because the language that they use doesn't say doesn't say this is the you know this is the the corp, corporeal physical body and blood of Christ and it doesn't say this it, it actually leans more towards a physical reality or a spiritual reality where we're feeding on Christ in our heart oh we're getting into we're getting in a totally different. Uh, Totally different. I would love to. I would love to uh, come back to this discussion with him, actually, uh, because I don't want to. I don't want to be um, disagreeing with him without talking to him, uh, since he's 
one of our friends. So I'd be interested in that conversation with him on here. Well, I have to make that happen. No, I, <laughs> yes, hopefully we shall. Well, I think uh, that's, that's all everything you got. That we, I think yep. that's everything that we've missed for now. Yeah, just to... Well, I'm sure we've missed up. Well, I'm things, sure we but. have. But just to add a couple uh, teasers here, some things that I have in the works for future episodes, I just thought I'd share them real Ooh. quick. Hopefully it works out. I'm not guaranteeing any of these. I emailed some, uh, some people to talk about uh, women in ministry. I emailed some women mm-hmm. in ministry to talk about it, to get their views on it. So we don't have two guys in their 20s talking about women in ministry and have no idea about anything so that's kind of in the works um i got a uh one kind of in the works about worship as far as mm. these big mega churches that have questionable theology should we be singing their songs should we be using their songs is that edifying is that destructive mm-hmm. um that sanctification i want i want to do one on that i think that'd mm-hmm. be a good so stay tuned for that might do one on atonement theories and if we get really, really uh, gutsy, we might, we might, I haven't talked to Trey <laughs> about this one, so we'll see. We might try to adjust, um, talk about the idea of um, homosexuality in the church as far as what, where's the line as far as coming to church, volunteering at church, ordination, where, where does everyone stand, right? And I think there's a spectrum there and on the conservative and super liberal end. I'm not saying where I am. But I'm just saying there is, there's that, there's the church is fluctuating everywhere from denomination to denomination about that topic. So it might be worth just kind of talking about it and, and seeing kind of where we stand, where everyone else stands on it. But no promises on any of those. We'll see. I didn't run any of these by Perry, well, just so everyone knows. So if he's like, <laughs> no, I don't, then we might not do them. But, but stay yeah, tuned. Those there's some possible episodes coming up. Right on. Yeah, next week I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be recording two episodes, so we won't be together again for a little bit. Uh, recording two episodes with another friend, and we're gonna be doing one on the Divine Council. Uh, that's right something in the Bible, and in, uh, and then we're gonna do one on Are we living in the end times? Yeah. So you can look forward to that. Uh, and then Drew and I will be back in probably three three weeks yeah two two three weeks we'll see mm-hmm. see how it goes i'm hoping to get a couple recorded during those times too so we'll see what happens we're still pumping out content for you people uh, we're trying our best <laughs> folks we're trying our best but as oh, always and if you of have course any... okay or cut me off that's fine we're gonna sorry, say sorry. go ahead go ahead <laughs> oh the stupid leg on this thing um Oh, I was just going to say another topic that we'll do, of course, that we talked about is the speech act theory. <laughs> right. Yeah. That might be a little ways down the road, but yeah, as, as always, let us know what you think. Let us uh, shoot us a message on Facebook or email or whatever, and let us know what you think about these topics. If you want us to do them, if you don't want us to do them, that's fine too, I guess. But let us know. Do you have anything else yep. to add? No. No. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Please do. And also share, also share on Facebook and uh, wherever you interact with people online. Maybe send somebody a telegram, a smoke Ooh, signal. A fax. Send a fax. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Wouldn't that be uh, something if... <laughs> oh, we do depend on you, our listeners, in order to advertise the PonderCast. And we do appreciate those who are sharing, uh, who are joining the conversation, but we really want to spread uh, the, the PonderCast further. I can give a shout out to Matthias. I think he likes and shares everything we do. So thanks, Matthias. And if you share and like everything, you will get a shout out as well. <laughs> you can give us feedback or episode ideas by emailing us at perrysponderings at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at perrysponderings. And you can also join the conversation on any of our previous episodes. Please join the conversation on Facebook or Instagram. For more ponderings, check out perrystudents.com. Thanks again. See you next week. And until next week, keep pondering.